All right. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Looks like we are live. Uh, let me know in the comments. You can see me and hear me okay. And uh, uh, let me just check if everything is good on my end as well. We're, we got a, a very, very interesting, exciting segment today. Uh, it's, 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 you know, not, not to do with the job search or anything of that sort, obviously. So today's topic is a very important one. And I have an, an amazing, fantastic returning guest. So uh, I actually had Danny as a guest uh, previously on my show. And I'm bringing him back. He's going to be talking about cybersecurity, cybercrime, and how we can be more cyber aware and cyber smart. And if you're not sure what that means, you're in the right. Well, no, not. Hold on a second, brother. Uh, you're, you're at the right place because Danny's going to explain to us exactly what he means by that and what that is. So let us know in the comments, folks, who you are, where you're tuning in from. I know it takes a couple of minutes for the notification to go out. Uh, don't, and don't be shy and let us know in the comments. And let us know in the comments. What's your understanding of, of being cyber secure and cyber aware? And then let us know what your thoughts, thoughts are on that and what you're doing at your end to, to be more cyber smart, cyber secure and, and protect yourself uh, because we're going to be having an expert come in shortly to talk exactly about this. Uh, so we got Pino in the house. Hey, Pino, nice to see you here. Appreciate you tuning in. Pino's all pumped up. He's like, let's do this. Awesome, awesome, fantastic. Uh, we got someone else, and and apologies, folks. Sometimes LinkedIn does not show the name of the individual. So, I'm, uh, so whoever this is, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate that. We got Nazir in the house. Nice to see you here, Nazir. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and introduce yourself, folks. It's also a great networking opportunity for all of you to connect with each other, and a great topic for all of you to discuss after you've connected. Right? Talk about what Danny's going to be speaking about today with each other. So uh, that being said, uh, we got another. Okay, no, I, I already said hi to Nazir. So let us know in the comments, folks, who you are and where you where you're tuning in from. All right, so let me let me get the introduction started, and and those of you tuning in, feel free to post in the comments who you are and introduce yourself. And I'm going to be bringing my fantastic guest out shortly. So today with me, I have the one and only Danny Payhar. A lot of you might already know him because he's the dude always talking about cybersecurity stuff, right? On on LinkedIn. Uh, especially on LinkedIn. I follow him myself. I, I follow his content. I've learned so much about cybersecurity and how I can be more cyber cyber aware and, and cyber smart. And, and he does it in a very easy to understand manner. That's what I like the, the most about, about Danny's stuff uh, in particular. So a little background about Danny. So Danny is a member of the Forbes Technology Council, a monthly cybersecurity content contributor to Forbes magazine. His media portfolio also includes regular television appearances, uh, so you might have seen him on TV as well, folks. Uh, he has worked closely with the Toronto Police Cyber Task Force. Pretty, pretty awesome. As well as the FBI Cyber Task Force. That, that's fantastic. Uh, he's a best-selling author and a cybersecurity specialist, keynote speaker, and a trainer. So, folks, in the comments, I want everyone to give a warm welcome to Danny. Uh, he's taking time out of his own busy, very busy day to, uh, to join us here and share with us how all of us can be more cyber smart and cyber secure. So, Danny, thank you so much for your time and welcome back to the show. And, and it's a pleasure having you here again. Yeah, man. It's an absolute pleasure being here with you, Dean. And you know what? Just before, I know you got a bunch of cybersecurity stuff that you want to get into. But before that, I got to say, I'm such a huge fan of yours. You gave a really nice intro about me. But I see the stuff you keep putting out there about helping people find work. And, and in a time like now where so many people are looking for work, I think what you do is so important. I got so much respect for you and absolute pleasure to work with you on whatever you need, basically. 
Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Danny. I really appreciate that. So, so Danny, I, and and I, you know, getting right into it, you know, cybersecurity, which is a very important. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's always been important, but especially right now, you know, for the for the for the non-tech, non, you know, uh, cybersecurity individual. I mean, this is something that's very important because, uh, right, especially right now after the pandemic, uh, a lot of us are spending a lot of time online. But before we get into that, Danny, just for the viewers who might not be as technical, such as myself. Uh, can you can you uh, you know maybe set set the stage with some definitions like what is cybersecurity and and what is cybercrime? Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's just level set. Like, what are we even talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, cybersecurity. Best way that I like to put it, and and I'm not going to a dictionary for this. I'm not looking this up. I, I just want to talk about it in real terms. Best way to look at it is it's a form of protection commonly associated with maybe some sort of software, maybe some sort of hardware. That's usually what we think about it. But I'm going to say even more than that, maybe a service, maybe even a way of thinking. Maybe it's a mantra. It's a form of protection that's meant to protect us against the, the threats and the vulnerabilities brought on by the digital age. Cybercrime, cybercrime really is one of those main threats brought on by the digital age. If I was to summarize cybercrime in one word, it's really easy. Let's not overcomplicate it. You summarize cybercrime in one word, you can do it by just saying crime. It really is crime, but it's crime that's really here because of the digital age, and it's capitalizing on those vulnerabilities brought on by the digital age. You'll find that whenever I talk about this sort of stuff, you'll find I'll mention threat and vulnerability quite a bit because that really is what it's all about. What's the bad thing out there and how are we weak to that bad thing? Gotcha, gotcha. And also two other terms I wanted to make sure everyone understands. When you say cyber smart and cyber secure, Danny, what do you mean by that? So, so cyber smart or cyber secure, what I mean by that is, is it's a way of thinking that's going to help protect you, doing things a little differently that's going to help protect you with, again, with regards to the threats and the vulnerabilities brought on by the digital age. And, and so what I mean by that is, is one part, yeah, it's looking for those cyber fraudsters out there. But another part, it's also just being a, acting a little differently, maybe not posting everything on social media, maybe not. It, it's a question of having some sort of safety mindset, but with the cyber world. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, OK. Makes sense. Now, Danny, when we last spoke, it was I believe it was during the very early stages of this pandemic. And I, I believe we had just gone into the lockdown when we last spoke. Uh, and now most of us, obviously, uh, I mean, we've always been, you know, very much spending a lot of time online, but now more than ever. I mean, we're spending a lot of time online, like much more than usual, right? Uh, now, Danny, can you share with us any market data or trends on cybercrime, uh, which all of us should be aware of since the onset of the pandemic? It's been a few months since since this all started. And uh, and do you find like, are there more occurrences of overall cybercrime? Like, uh, can, can you tell us more about, you know, any trends and data that you're seeing? Yeah, 100%. So, so everything that I'm seeing is pointing way up. Right. I think there was a stat back in February that I saw and it had indicated that there was a 400 percent increase in cyber fraud. 400 percent. 400 percent. That was in February. And but everything that I see since then, it's climbing so fast and so astronomically. It's like the researchers keep on having to rechange their expectations. It's like, we think it's gonna be this bad. No, 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 actually we were wrong. We think it's gonna be this bad. So, yeah. so what I wanted to do for you today was rather than getting into a bunch of stats, 
because I, I honestly think no one is able to see exactly what's happening because it's coming at us so fast and yeah. so hard. I wanted to actually speak to it to give an understanding of why things look like this, right? So, so really, and if I use my, my example of threats and vulnerabilities, right? Let's really explain that the state of 2020 with regards to cybersecurity or cybercrime, and let's explain that from threats and vulnerabilities. And I'll talk about the vulnerability. And, and the vulnerability, there's really three main vulnerabilities that this year has brought that we haven't seen before, right? So vulnerability number one, we're feeling emotional, right? Yeah. It is, it's weird. It's weird watching those stats. It's weird seeing what's happening, whether we are afraid because of what's happening to the economy or whether we are afraid because of what's happening with health we're feeling emotional. And anytime emotions are high, statistically speaking, there's always been an increase in fraud, right? If you think of cybercrime being the, the business of cyber fraud, cyber fraud or any kind of fraud is really the business of emotional manipulation. You are always going to see a spike when people are emotional because that's when we're more likely to fall for this stuff. I have a, a friend of mine who's a professor out in um, uh, London, England, and um, and he was telling me, he was mapping it out according to his research, every time there was a, a huge economic uh, turmoil or economic recession, there was a spike in fraud, in overall global fraud. Wow. And, and he was showing me the numbers, and, and this it, it is huge, right? So that's one of the vulnerabilities is we are feeling emotional, which means we're susceptible to these kind of fraudulent type attacks. The other thing is, is we are doing things differently than we did before. Right. And so so what that means is, is so many of us are working from home. So many of us are virtual and, and not just employees, the whole family, everybody, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, everybody. And typically when we do that, we're not as secure as when we're in a corporate location. And then the last thing is actually something that you touched on, the last vulnerability, and that is we're simply online more. If you're at a spot of vulnerability, if you're at a dangerous environment, it's more likely a chance of something going wrong. It's, as an example, if I drive more, I'm going to have a higher probability of getting into a car accident versus somebody that barely ever drives, right? I'm simply on the road more, right? So those are the vulnerabilities. From the threat, it really splits into two pieces. One part of that threat is, is an opportunistic part. The fraudsters know this. They know we're feeling emotional. They know we're not as secure before as we were before. And they know we're constantly online now and they are taking advantage of that. Why wouldn't they, right? This is their job. The second part of this is, so we know the North American, the global economy, we know the global economy has, has taken a hit. Those of us, of course, living here in, in North America, who are probably tuning in to your show right now, um, those of us are seeing it ourselves, whether we felt it ourselves or whether we're seeing it with friends and family. Okay, but imagine if you lived in a country where the economy already wasn't really that good already before 2020. It wasn't spectacular. Yeah. Right. And and now you live in a country like that. 2020 comes around and the already shot economy is really taking a beating. So you think I got to look for work. But who's hiring? Well, who do you think is hiring? The people that are hiring is the only industry that's really killing it right now, which is cybercrime. Right. So not only is it opportunistic, but it's also people are going there for work because in many places, those are the only places that are hired. So kind of a, a really long way to answer your short question. But but that's really what I wanted to speak to. I think if we understand the true vulnerabilities, we understand the threats that will speak to what's happening in 2020 more so than stats would. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So I mean, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, when you mentioned that stat, like 400% increase, I mean, that's that is crazy. And 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 just the fact that we're spending so much time online, uh, obviously, and, and and just as you explained, like uh, this has resulted in in quite an increase. And and it's a great point you brought up about you know those countries whereby they were already in a bad situation before, like any of this. So uh, I can totally see that. Now, Danny, uh, you mentioned that, and this this uh, this is something which is pretty interesting. You mentioned when we last spoke, and you mentioned that cybercrime is no longer something that people are just doing for a hobby. I mean, it's not. I mean, when when I used to think of cybercrime, I'm thinking of you know some kid, uh, maybe in grandma's basement. You know, the lights are kind of dim. Yeah. Eating, you know, eating Cheetos, drinking Mountain Dew, and hacking, and and you know that kind of thing. But it's not that. Like what you told me last time, is that this is an actual like criminal profession. Like people are making tons of money. It's very profitable and it's something that they're almost treating like almost like a nine to five. Like that's their job. So I guess my question for you, and if you can let the viewers know, Danny, like, can you expand on that and let us know what that, what does that mean for us? Yeah, hundred percent. So, so, you know, you talked about what you picture a hacker to be, you know, you described that and that's really how it was. I think, I think a great way that captures this. So you remember the, the first matrix movie? Yeah, absolutely. It came out in 1999. Yeah. And you remember before Neo goes into the Matrix when he's living in, you know, as a regular person, yeah, yeah. you know that he's got a full time job. He works in an office, but he's also a hacker. And, yeah. and you see those people, they come, they knock on his door and he gives them some some uh, illegal software that, that they pay him for. Right. And that's yeah. what he would do. But you'll notice, though, he did that in his part time. He'd go to work. He'd come home. He would do his hacking when he came home. Yeah. Right. That's how it was primarily because there just wasn't as organized and there just wasn't as much money in it. So you would need to have a regular job, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas now what I would encourage is, is anyone who's listening right now, when you and I wrap up, pull up a, a video online and, and do an online search for something called the BBC tech scam expose. And in BBC, what they did was uh, they had someone hack into security cameras of an actual tech scam call center, okay? And so, and they're showing this. And what you're watching is you're watching live footage of an actual business committing cyber fraud. Now, I knew this sort of stuff beforehand, but I, I think seeing it, even for me, even for somebody who's been doing this for 20 years, it was shocking seeing it in action to me. And what you'll notice when you watch that video is, well, first what you'll notice is what you don't see. You don't yeah. see a lone individual working in a dark room like Keanu Reeves in, in, in The Matrix. Yeah. What you see is a bunch of people working side by side in a bunch of cubicles with a bunch of computers, with a bunch of phones. Holy cow, it looks like a legit business. And you know what? These people are legitimately hired. They are working there and it is nine to five and it's a well-lit area. And I got news for you. When that five o'clock shift ends, there's another one coming to fill that other shift and it keeps wow. going. So what this means to us is anytime somebody goes pro, things increase, right? Anytime something gets legitimized, um, this then becomes more serious. And so, so what we have to understand is, is there is an industry full of people whose job it is to hack us, right? And I think for me, anytime I'm learning some new material or I want to train myself or I want to apply some cybersecurity for myself, that's one of the things that I remind myself. These things are alive and these things are growing, right? I think sometimes when we just think about it as a virus, like, oh, it's a virus. Yeah. You think, okay, well, then I got antivirus. I'll be fine. 
right? But when we realize, no, it's not just a virus. It's a whole force of people that are getting paid to take us down. It's their job to take us down. Suddenly we realize, whoa, yeah, that threat level just got a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I think, and, and you know, again, as someone on, on, the, on the user end of, of technology, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, the virus scans. And I just thought about, you know, back in the day, I used to think, hey, I, I, I schedule my, my weekly scan on Fridays at, at 10 p.m. I'm all good. You know, but, but. No, that, that is good. That is that is definitely a part of it. But but that's one part of it. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Uh, so, Danny, I mean, so what are some typical ways that we put ourselves at risk? Like, can you provide some examples and, and what type of attacks are we most vulnerable to? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So so usually when I hear people answer this question, they will usually say, a very, very specific thing. So they'll say, oh, you know, you leave your phone in your car or, you know, don't leave your credit card lying around or something like that, right? But instead what I wanna do is, is I wanna talk about something even before all of that, that really I see starts us, starts that risk ball and, and starts getting us in trouble. And, and that is, is common misconceptions, a belief in common misconceptions. And there's two really big ones that I think as a society, we really need to wrap our head around. And, and if we can't successfully wrap our head around those misconceptions, we then enter a role where we can really learn how to protect ourselves and our loved ones. And the misconceptions are one is, why would anyone come after me? You know, I, I'm not a target. Yeah, they might come after my boss. They might come after the big banks or the big governments, but no one's coming after little old me, right? Yeah. That's a problem. And the other problem is, and it kind of tied to this next thing, the other problem is not really understanding what the bad guys actually want. And, and I think if we knew what the bad guys actually wanted, we would then realize, no, we, we are all targets. Right. And and so so and I'm going to get to that in, in just a second. But but let me explain then how that creates a problem for us. Right. So the reason why that creates a problem for us is I think people by nature are very secure. I'll hear a lot of people that, that maybe that do what I do, um, uh, you know, other security pros that might say people are the biggest problem. People aren't secure. And I don't think that's a fair assessment of the situation. I think people are secure. We just don't know. The world has advanced so quickly. We don't know what it is we're supposed to secure, right? And, and picture my proof of this is picture yourself and, and try to remember back to a time where you were in an environment where you didn't feel comfortable. You didn't trust the people. Maybe you turned the wrong down the wrong road in a place that you weren't familiar with. You saw a couple of characters there that you felt were kind of shady. Maybe it was late. Maybe you were alone. And, and ask yourself in this environment that, that you didn't feel right in, if you had a wad of cash in your pocket, would you pick up your cash and just start counting it, right? No, you wouldn't, right? You'd keep your wits about you because you'd be like, I don't feel safe here. Also, I uh, I know that this money is valuable to a lot of people. It's valuable to dangerous people. So I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna keep my wits about and I'm going to act differently. And simply by knowing you're in danger, simply by knowing you have something valuable to bad guys, you instinctively act differently. But what happens when you don't know what the bad guys want. What happens when you don't know you should feel uncomfortable, right? It's hard because we can, it's possible for us to enter a very dangerous environment without leaving our home, right? Yeah. I feel very comfortable at home, but I can be in a dangerous environment in my living room, in my bedroom even, because I'm online, right? Yeah. And so so I think that's how, how we are putting ourselves at risk by not really understanding we're a target, not understanding that everyone's a target, and not understanding what the bad guys actually want. I think that's definitely a problem. 
gotcha gotcha then yeah makes makes perfect sense right and and again yeah because we're spending time online i mean that's the new environment i guess right it's not just a matter of hey i'm at home i'm safe i'm good we're we're online so so uh, i totally get where you're coming from so danny i mean how can we all be more cyber smart and cyber aware and what are some steps or best practices you can suggest uh, for the viewers as well as myself yeah i love it so so first thing is i'm going to do the reverse of what i said before right so if i said one of the problems is we're not thinking we're a target start off by letting yourself understand yeah i'm definitely a target and and that's regardless of age or financial status one of the biggest things that i hear and and it hurts my ears every time i hear it is hey danny i got no money so i guess that means i'm safe right i've seen memes on that i've seen hey one of the ways to protect yourself from identity theft is have no money and everyone laughs haha that's hilarious and i'm cringing when i see that because i'm no that's not true and and i'll give you a story that that kind of helps explain how that's not true so there this is a story that i was directly involved with so there was a gentleman that um uh, suffered an identity breach attack and um uh and and it resulted in a loss uh, sorry a loan rather of $150,000 taken out in his wow. name that he's now on the hook for. Now, crazy, right? Now, I've heard stories like this hundreds of times, maybe even thousands of times. I, you know, you lose count after after a lot of years. But this one stood out to me and the reason why this one stood out to me is as this gentleman is, is explaining the situation, he's looks like pale white in the face and he's like I don't understand how this happened and I'm thinking he means like you know how they get it I'm like, hey, this happens to everyone like you know this is a thing right yeah. and he's like no 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 he's like 8 months ago I was rejected from multiple banks I was trying to get a loan for $10,000 and he goes how is it possible that the real me doesn't have good enough credit to get 10k but the fake me can get 150k in my name i don't get it that right crazy, yeah. it's crazy now yeah. there's a few ways that that could happen in this guy's instance what had happened was the perpetrator changed his mailing address had his mailing address forwarded so for for a little while this guy wasn't getting any mail didn't realize it and and what he was doing was he was getting a bunch of applications for a series of mini loans wow. okay now You've seen those commercials on TV, you know, no credit, bad credit, we don't care what kind of credit you have. We'll give you a small amount of money, right? They jack up the interest rate, but you can get a small, you can get $1,000, maybe even $5,000 or $10,000, um uh, and, and they call that a mini loan uh, with with a, a incredible amount of of interest that you're going to have to pay back. But what if you're never planning on paying that interest back? You get a bunch of these mini loans that give to anybody right and that's what that's what the perpetrator did in this guy's situation so i i want that to be a reminder to anyone it doesn't matter how bad your credit is it doesn't matter if you've got no money these guys will find a way not to mention let's not forget about the guys who just want your identity and it might not have anything to do with money it might be because hey i want to commit a crime a digital crime i'd rather do it in your name so all arrows point to you and they don't point to me right now that's one thing the other thing is we got to know what is actually valuable to the bad guys in that guy's case after we did the forensics and we figured out what it was it was his driver's license that started this whole thing off his driver's license number and his birthday okay can you imagine that right uh they he didn't get didn't start off with bank info wasn't his um uh you know credit card info it was his driver's license number and his birthday 
Do we even know if, if you've never heard a conversation like this before, would you even think to protect your driver's license number in that same way? And no. can you imagine someone steals, Dean, imagine someone steals from you a thousand dollar cash, thousand dollars cash. That sucks, right? Yeah. But that's all they got. Just a thousand. Somebody steals your driver's license number or not even steals it, copies it. Somebody knows your birthday. Holy cow. Now you're in trouble. They can get something way, way worse than a thousand dollars. So, so that would be the, the, my first thing is, is really truly understand that you, regardless of age, regardless of a financial status, you are a target and do some research to find out what are the things that are valuable to bad guys that we might not think about. From there, look into some basic security awareness training. It's, it's actually not that complicated. The tips to get around this stuff, it sounds scary, but it's really not that complicated to some basic learning. And, and four, one of the my, my new mantras for um, uh, in, in the last little bit is talk about it to others. It's not just about learning it yourself, but you've got to teach others. And I think as a society, I think we've got to start looking at it as one company or one person, but we've got to start looking at it as a society or as a community. And we really got to start talking about this with each other. And if we do that, I think we're going to see some great change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the education part is so important, Danny. And that's why I think it's, it's so great and amazing what you do. And, and folks, if you're not following Danny, you got to make sure you follow him because he's, he's talking about these topics uh, pretty much like I see him online all the time. I mean, I see him on LinkedIn, uh, uh, posting something on LinkedIn almost every day. So uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy that, that, that story you shared about that gentleman. I mean, he couldn't get a, a 10 K loan and, and, you know, these criminals were able to get 150 K loan, but, but that, yeah. that is, just, that is crazy. That, that, that's crazy. Uh, so Danny, I mean, any, any interesting, uh, I know you shared a very interesting story just now, any other interesting stories you can share about, uh, any cybercrime events that you've, uh, experienced, uh, you've seen, or, or you've helped solve, uh, or if not, if you can, if you can let the viewers know about the refrigerator story, because I know that was a very interesting one that you shared with me last time we spoke. I, I get a lot of comments on that one. You know what? I'll, I'll share that one. Okay, okay, so, cool. so what was really interesting was, um, uh, there was a case where, and it happened a few times within a certain area. And, and what happened was these hackers were hacking smart fridges and, and what they were doing was. It wasn't a sophisticated hack. So you might think, oh, well, where's he going with this? If he's going to tell a story that he heard, if they're hacking smart fridges, he must mean they hacked the smart fridge. And then from there, they hacked the bank account. That would be a very sophisticated hack. I'm not even talking about a sophisticated hack. What these guys are doing was they were hacking smart fridges just to hack the fridge itself. And what they were doing was they were checking to see how often the fridge door was open and closed. That was it. And with that, they were able to determine with fairly great accuracy when the house was empty based on, okay, it's, it's open and closed, you know, this many times throughout the day, but then there's a huge block here where it's not touched at all. And so we're predicting that the house is going to be empty at such and such time. And they use that information to rob the house. This wasn't figured out till so long after, after they were noticing a few break-ins. And one of the things in common was there was a smart fridge at all those places. And so, so afterwards they, they look back and they realized, like holy cow this happened right and so so i think what that's really proof of is anything that we connect that is a window to the outside world means the outside world has a window in right and if we think about what one of the things that i keep talking about is those two simple words that are really help give clarity is threat and vulnerability right so i've got a window to the outside world that is a vulnerability right What's the threat out there? The threat out there is that this kind of stuff is a thriving criminal industry, 
right? So, and I, I don't say that to scare people that are watching. I, I say that to empower them, right? You can be empowered to know that we can be safe. We just got to take various measures and we got to understand certain things so we can make sure that we're protected and our families and friends are protected as well. Yeah, I mean, when I heard that story, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never getting a smart fridge for myself. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, I should say, though, I, you know, I, I should go back and say, you know, I, I don't mean I don't mean it to say it like that. I don't mean to say, um, you know, and, and I know you don't mean that either. You know, we're, we're just a couple of guys laughing, yeah, but to yeah, clarify yeah. for anyone else, it, it's not about not using something. It's about being smart about what you do use. Right. And, and I think that's the um, uh, you know, I, I think that's the message there with, with security. Security is not telling us, you know, if I, if you and I really thought like that. Right. You know, we, we, we made a joke. We laugh. But if we really thought like that, I bet you you'd never use your credit card. Neither would I. No. We probably wouldn't be online. We certainly wouldn't be doing this. Right. The trick is, is to use the tech that's available to us, but use it in a way that that we're smart and, and that we're being aware. That's really what it's all about. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK. Uh, so we got some great feedback here. Someone said, wow, quite an interesting topic today. So uh, uh, again, uh, Danny, you're sharing a lot of great information. Folks, let Danny know your feedback in the comments. He's setting, out, setting aside time to uh, to share with us some great information. And any questions you have, this is your chance to ask a cybersecurity expert on how you can be more cyber smart and cyber aware. So any questions you have uh, about being more, more aware and more secure, feel free to put it in the comments. Uh, now, Danny, before we get into... Uh, you know, I guess um, uh, wrapping this thing up and answering any questions, uh, you you have uh, created an amazing course, uh, which is available. And, and I had the, uh, the pleasure of actually signing up for this course. I'm making my way through it. And it's just a fantastic course that that's really easy to understand, really easy to follow and, and helps helps people, I guess, uh, do exactly what you're saying. Be more cyber smart and be more cyber secure and understand how, how all these things work in a very, again, very simple and easy to understand manner. So Danny, can you, can you let everyone know more about this course you've created and uh, who is it intended for and, and why did you create it? Yeah, I, uh, no, I appreciate that. And thank you. Thank you for the nice words uh, about the course. So, so, you know, I, I'm going to backtrack and I'm going to step out of, of security for just a second. So when I grew up, I grew up in the 80s, and when I grew up, littering was just like the thing to do, right? Man, it's like, it was like a hobby. Hey, what are you going to do later today? I don't know, I'm going to go litter, right? And it was just like, right. not uncommon, you're walking, you're eating a chocolate bar. Hey, what am I going to do with this? No problem, I'm just going to throw it on the road, because that's what we did, right? And and I remember, it, it, was, it was a problem, and I remember that we kept... After a while, we started seeing public service announcements where people started talking about this. And they even had that saying, you know, give a hoot, don't pollute. I don't know if anyone remembers that saying. Well, I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they started talking about it in schools. They started talking about it in commercials, on TV. They started telling families to discuss it with each other. And after a while, you really saw a drastic change. It took time, but it really worked. And and I I love that story because it really you 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 go back, you look at pictures, you think back to the 80s, anyone that was around that was a kid then as I was, you look back at then, you look back at now, and it's a massive, massive shift in psychology. We've really gotten a lot better. Now, if you throw a chocolate bar, you know, a uh, wrapper on the road and you're, you're around people, people are going to call you out on it. That, that yeah. There's a psychological shift. And, and I really believe, and for a long time, I really believe that can happen with this world, with cybersecurity. And it, it's going to take some time, but it has to be us discussing it. And I, I know in the past, maybe about 10 years ago, 
I was all about cybersecurity awareness training. And I was always telling people, you got to get trained. But then I started to change my way of thinking. And I thought, no, you know what? Yeah, that's important, but that's not good enough. You got to train your family and friends. But even now I'm thinking, even that's not good enough. You've got to give them something so they can train someone else, right? To make it really easy on them, right? In other words, we got to make security awareness go viral. It's the only way this is going to work. And so, so I wanted to make something that was designed for family and friends. Really simple. There's 20 videos on there. Each one is really short and it discusses one topic at a time. The videos are animated. So it's, it's kind of works for, for all ages. And what I also did was I loaded each section with a bunch of resources, a lot of comics, memes, infographics. What I've been having a lot of luck with lately is, is I noticed that comics and infographics, people seem to love them. It's easier to absorb the info from that than an article, easier even than a video, and most likely to be shared, right? So I'm I'm teaching people about something, then I'm giving them a bunch of stuff saying, hey, share this with your family and friends, right? And in hopes that that'll keep getting shared, right? And so that that really is the the purpose. It's really meant for all ages. And, um, uh, you know, whether you're a beginner, whether you're an expert, it kind of works for everyone. And the goal is, is to train people, but not just train them, but to give them tools and tips and resources so they can train others and those can train others and and so on and so forth. And that really is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do for this, what would happen with littering, uh, you know, back in the eighties, right? Change that society psychological mindset. I love that. I love that, Danny. I mean, that's, that's, that's such an awesome, amazing goal. And, And I think that the, the way that you set up this program, and again, I've been going going through it myself. Love the animation, the, the animated aspect, because again, myself, I'm a very visual learner, so I find that like it, it's like uh, it's like you know yoga for my mind or something. Like it's just it's just okay. like, uh, amazing to watch, really easy to understand, and, and it's just great. And, and I do wish you the best in, in 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 you know spreading awareness of this course because it's going to help a lot of people. And folks, for those of you watching, Danny has been kind enough to share a special coupon code. For those of you interested in signing up, and Danny, the course is on, uh, I believe it's on uh, uh, Udemy, I believe, right? That's right. And you know what? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Is it Udemy or Udemy? I don't know, but it's an excellent educational platform. And so, um, uh, you know, so it's a well-known educational platform. And then I worked with them as, as an instructor to put it on their platform. Gotcha, gotcha. So, folks, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give me a few seconds. I'm gonna put that coupon code in the comments. So, and and Danny has provided a, a, a very a very uh, um, a very easy to uh, sign up. Uh, well, I guess it's a very easy to sign up platform. But let me just put it in the uh, in the comments here. And uh, for the in, in the coupon, they let you pick. You know, of the options. I I went right down to the. Just, just give me the lowest. I'm like, what's the lowest option I can make it available for? Right. Depending on the currency of where you live, it's twelve ninety nine. Uh, uh, if you're in the states for U.S. currency, it's fifteen ninety nine for Canadian currency. That was the lowest that uh, that they allowed me to offer it at. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, folks. Uh, so, Danny uh, has shared a special coupon code for those of you interested in learning more about the course and signing up. I put that in the comments. So, uh, definitely let us uh, let uh, you know uh, check it out and and make sure you sign up. It's a great program. I've been using it myself. So, uh, now before we get into the questions, uh, Danny, uh, uh, where can people connect with you and follow you? Like, what's where's the best place for best place for the viewers to uh, kind of check you out and and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So, so LinkedIn is uh, uh, is 
probably the one that I, I, I'm most disciplined with, probably the one that I that I check the most often, right? Uh, simply just, uh, uh, you know, type in my name and you can find me there easily, Danny Pehar. Um, Twitter as well, I, I'm, I'm posting stuff on regularly on Twitter. And, um, and I do have a YouTube channel. Um, in terms of communicating, I don't know if I... It, I I probably wouldn't advise emailing me on YouTube, but I, I put a lot of info on YouTube because I, I don't even know how to check that, that email. So right. If you need help for something, you reach out to me on LinkedIn, reach out to me on Twitter, um, but you can find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and I've got a website. It really not very creative. It's just my name, dannypayhart.com, right? Awesome, fantastic. Folks, I highly recommend you follow Danny. He puts a lot of great content. Uh, make sure you check out that course. I'm making my way through the course myself as well. And it's just a fantastic uh, program and very insightful. So that being said, we do have some questions here, Danny. If you do have a few few minutes, I'm just going to uh, let's get into some questions from the viewers. And folks, any questions you have for Danny about how to be cyber, more cyber secure, more cyber aware, more cyber smart, or how you how you need to be securing yourself, feel free to put in the comments. Dean, uh, I should also mention before we get to the questions, uh, it is my birthday. So if anyone wants oh, to, yes, yes, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. <laughs> I, I totally forgot, my friend. Yeah, happy birthday, Danny. Thank you, uh, thank you. Appreciate you you sharing your day with us. I mean, on on a very special day. So <laughs> pleasure. I love this stuff. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we got uh, okay. So we got a question from Norman. So Norman says, and shout out to Norman. Thanks for tuning in, Norman. Norman says, how can I make my home Wi-Fi network more secure? Uh, any thoughts on that, Danny? Yeah, I love that question, man. And you, you, we got to be thinking this way. So excellent question. So a couple things, right? Let's let's start off for those people who are buying something new. Okay, right. Let's start off right from the start. When you are looking to buy something, you want to do some research and you want to make sure you are buying a quality name, right? You want to make sure you're buying something that, you know, I've heard of something that someone's heard of and something where, where there's something written about it. The other thing is, is as you're installing it, you may want to consider professional installation. Maybe, maybe not. For some of you might think, no, I can do this myself. That's no problem. But if it's not something that is, is, you know, something that you're uncomfortable with because of all the things that our home Wi-Fi knows about us, because of all the things that it touches, you may want to consider professional installation. And when they're installing it, ask them to keep security in mind. Okay, so that's in the beginning. But for someone like, 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 the, like the gentleman that asked the question, most likely already has it. The simplest tip I can give you that I absolutely love is set up a guest Wi-Fi network, right? So this way, when people come over, or, or at least, you know, back before there was a pandemic when we would have people coming over, right? Um, or if you've got young, young ones in the house, set up something for them for the people who think ah, they might not be as secure as i'd like them to be or or they might be going to places where they're downloading who knows what right set up a special spot for them and keep it separate for the stuff that you find most secure honestly that's the simplest that's my favorite tip because it's so easy and it's so good a couple of other things if there is an outage and you have programmed your wi-fi for security in mind just have a look at it. Sometimes the outages have a, have a way of knocking these things out of place. Another simple one is update it. When you get those software updates, just make sure you accept them because it's a really simple way to keep anything that has tech in it to keep that current, right? And to keep it more secure, right? And then uh, another one as well is when you're getting rid of it, 
make sure that you wipe that thing and make sure that you dispose of it properly. You don't want to be giving anyone access to anything that may be on that thing. That goes the same with any tech. When you're getting rid of any tech that knows anything about you, and that's really what these things are. It's, it's all about what they know about us. You make sure you wipe that stuff good before you give that stuff away. Awesome, awesome. Fantastic advice there. So Norman, hope that helps. And, and let us know in the comments that that information was helpful. Uh, thanks for that, Danny. So I do have some private messages here for some people. So now, folks, if you're sending me a private message with your question, I'm going to assume you don't want me to you know, publicly announce your name. So I'm, so I'm not going to say your name. But we got a question here, Danny. So someone says, hey, Dean, can you please ask Danny, uh, is I on the smartphone is two-factor authentication? Does it work or is it any use? Uh, okay. Anything for that? Great question. I love two-factor authentication okay. and I love, um, so, so let's backtrack just for everyone else. So what does that mean, right? Yeah. The earliest form, the simplest way to understand what, what multiple factor authentication means or two factor authentication means is we think back to our bank cards. That was the first example of, of more than one factor authentication that any of us most likely ever had. And, and we had our bank card, we put that in the machine to use it, but you've also got a pin number. So the idea is that the bad guy steals your card it, it won't help them much without your number. If the bad guy knows your number, that won't help them without the card. Two, more than one factor to authenticate you are who you say you are, yeah. right? And so, so in the modern world, a lot of times when we sign up for certain things, right? So if I'm signing up for a website, usually what it is is they'll say, you know, username and password. But a lot of these new places are saying, hey, do you want to put your phone on here and we can further authenticate you through your phone? right and they might send you a text and you got to take that you got to put the code in i love that and the reason why i love that is because if somebody tries to log in through another computer that's not typically yours and you get that text on your phone and it's hey is this you and you know it's not you decline right any layer of authentication is going to help protect you that much more there was a study done by google and another big one another behemoth i think maybe facebook and and they had applied two-factor or multi-factor authentication to um, uh, you know a, 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 basically a bunch of their employees and they saw these types of break-ins go down by like a ridiculous number it's like over 90 percent right so so kind of a i'm kind of a, giving a long lectured answer to a very short and simple question uh, in short yes it works yes i love it you may see it show as the number two fa two-factor uh, or the letter MFA for multi-factor authentication. If you see something like that uh, and it's from a, a, a reputable company, go ahead and take it. And a lot of them are offering it for free. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. So to the person who sent me that private message, hope that that was helpful. Let me know in the message uh, if, if, you, if that was great. Uh, now, a, a question that I had actually, so this is a, this is my own question, Danny. Like, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the face unlock feature on, on the smartphones? Because I know that uh, I know Google when when I think it was their previous Pixel device when it came out there was a little bit of a, a controversy there whereby when someone was sleeping you could hold it up to their face and, and the phone would unlock like so what are your I guess what are your thoughts on the face unlock feature that a lot of smartphones have should we disable that is that not something that we should have so. What I'm going to say, I, I, I'm going to answer that. I, I have a very specific answer for you. But before I say that, I want to preface it by saying I don't want to scare anyone with what I'm going to say. So if you have something like this, don't run out and change things. Don't, you know, like I, it's just something to think about. So the, the method of using your face to unlock a phone, we're talking essentially biometrics, 
right? So biometrics that's existed for a while, even before cybersecurity, we'd see it in the movies, you know, the James Bond movies, if somebody uses their eye to unlock a door, right? Yeah. Thumbprint, eye, face print. Here's why I don't like biometrics of any kind, whether it's a phone or really anything. Why I don't like it is in order for that device to recognize what it is it's looking at, so whether it be your face or your thumbprint or your eye, it has to record it somewhere, right? There has to be that listed somewhere attached to your data, right? So I'm, I must have a, a, a picture or a thumbprint or an eye that says this is definitely Dean and it's connected to a bunch of your other personal data. Now, here's the problem. What happens when that server gets hacked? Because we hear about companies getting hacked all the time. We hear about trouble with Facebook. We hear about trouble with the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency. I mean, yeah. man, if they can get hacked, you can't tell me that there's a company that can't get hacked. Yeah. So so we've heard the stories about Twitter messaging people saying, hey, bad news, your username and password got hacked. So, you know, you really should do something about it. You really should change it. But imagine you get notified saying, hey, bad news, Dean, your biometrics got hacked. And that has happened. There's an organization in the States that was hacked and 5.6 million thumbprints that were on a server are now owned by bad guys. Okay. Wow. So, so what do you do then? That's my question, <laughs> Dean. What do you do when someone says, Hey, your thumbprints, um, you know, on the dark web, Ugh, a lot harder to change that than it would be to change your password. So that's what I'm saying. I, I don't like biometrics for that reason. Maybe someday they'll have a way around that. Maybe someday they'll have a way that makes me feel comfortable about it. But for now, I don't like it for that reason I described. Wow. Wow. That, that, that was very insightful. Thanks for that, Danny. Uh, Danny, we do have like around two more questions. Are you still good on time? Uh, yeah, still sure. Okay, okay, perfect. Uh, so this one appears to be more so a, a career question. I guess this is from Tan Tanvir. I love uh, career questions. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So Tanvir is asking, Hey Dean, uh, are we, uh, we are talking about then how, how do you learn more about industrial or IOT cybersecurity? I guess, uh, I guess he has an interest in, in IOT uh, cybersecurity. Any, any thoughts on that, Danny, or, or any guidance for uh, Tanvir? Absolutely. So, so if you're asking that question from a career point of view and not an awareness point of view, right? If you're asking it from a career point of view, there are a bunch of courses uh, that are offered from a bunch of really credible schools, right? So what I would say is, is you want to do some searches for uh, a school that is either A, in your area or B, an area that you'd be comfortable, you know, traveling to or virtually working with or what have you, right? right. And, and honestly, I would say do an online search for simply that, like, Courses, where can I learn more about this as a career? You will see so many credible names pop up and then do some reading and do some research to see what, what's something that fits that, that, you know, looks to be interesting that, that you might want to learn. For anybody that does want to learn this, I will say to this, what I love about the industry, and, I, and I'm glad that somebody asked this um, uh, because I, I, I'm very passionate about, I, we, you know, you and I, Dean, we're talking so much about awareness, but I am very passionate about this as a career. Yeah. I will say this. You can feel good about yourself because you're doing something good. You're helping people that need help. Mm -hmm. And and you can also feel good about the fact that when we do this stuff well, you're helping prevent more than just cybercrime. So so when a lot of times when these bad guys take something, you know, they take our sensitive information, what they do is they sell it on the dark web. What's the dark web? It's the digital underground where you can buy or sell whatever you want. Now the dark web 
is also home to crimes that are not cybercrime. It's also home to crimes way worse. Crimes like child pornography, crimes like drugs, crimes like weapons of mass destruction, really crimes that are truly horrific to humanity. So when we stop cybercrime, we're making the world a better place, not just from cybercrime, but from all these other crimes that are absolutely terrible. So you can feel good about yourself, but you can also take comfort in knowing you'll honestly probably never be without a job because it's so needed right now. And the gap, the skills gap is so high. I think the last number I saw was they're like, they're predicting like, what is it? Like 4 million jobs that are, that are going to be unfulfilled for, for 2021. Can you imagine, right? 4 million jobs that need to be filled. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a lot, right? The predicted spending, um, for cybersecurity, I think from Gartner was saying, um, I saw towards the tail end of 2019, it was predicting that this year they were going to be spending 2.8 trillion. Okay. And now that was at the, that was before the pandemic, right? right? Exactly, yeah. I'm imagining that those numbers got way up, right? So that 2.8 trillion, that means a lot of jobs. That means a lot of careers. And, and so, yeah, I, anyone looking to get into this, I would highly encourage you to look at it, do some, some online searches for the type of courses that, that was asked in the question and you'll find loads of info. Great awesome. awesome. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Danny. And, and Tanvir, uh, shout out to Tanvir. Hope to hope that question, I uh, hope uh, Danny was able to uh, help you out with that question, Tanvir. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got a question here. Well, I don't know. If, uh, uh, Kieran says, hi, Dean. Hope to get your advice on question asking in the comments section. Uh, yeah. So, Kieran, we have been going through the questions. So, hopefully, I haven't missed any of the questions. Uh, but Danny has been responding. Uh, so, I have one more question, Danny, I guess. Uh, and this is a private message someone sent me. Kind of a funny question. Uh, so, this person says, hey, Dean, can you ask Danny? Uh, I'm not very technical. I don't know much about this stuff. Uh, my kids think they know everything. How do I have this conversation with them? Yeah, so so you definitely want to have the conversation with your kids because um, the, the the problem is is kids are very technical. You know these you know they're born online. They were born with technology, yeah. right? I, I remember a time where I didn't have a phone. I remember a time where I didn't have the internet. These guys are so good, and and they're the people. You know, when I need something technical installed, I call my nephew, right? Like I mean, the, we we turn to the young loved ones in our life for those things, but. Being comfortable and knowing technology is not the same thing as being safe. I think there is such a thing as being too comfortable, right? Yeah. So what I would do is, is I would start off small and start off at a basic level. And, and the first thing that I would start off with is I would start off with some of the stuff I discussed today. And that is the common misconceptions with regards to cybersecurity. And that is letting them know why they're a target, letting them know what the bad guys actually want and letting them know how devastating this stuff can get. Right. I would start off with something like that. And then you want to do, you know, go over some basic topics, but make it simple. And most importantly, when you're talking to somebody young or really when you're talking to anybody, you got to make it about them. How yeah. will this affect them? And one of the things that I see is, you know, working with an organization, sometimes they'll they'll invite me out and I'll say, OK, Danny's going to speak to the team about uh, cybersecurity. And, and the leader there might say something to the effect of, and you better listen to what he has to say, because, you know, if we get breached, um, you know, I'm not getting my bonus and, and I can't allow that. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you're really making that about yourself and you need to be making it about them. How is this going to affect them? And, and why is this going to be bad for them? If you make it about them, their ears are going to perk up and they're going to be more likely to listen. Great question. Awesome. Fantastic, Danny. Thanks so much. And looks like that's all the questions, folks. So 
Uh, make sure you thank Danny in the comments. Uh, he shared some great information today. Set aside some time to share with us how we can be more cyber smart and, and cyber aware and cyber secure. And I did, again, I did share the, the special coupon code for those of you who want to sign up for the course. It's in the comments. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Danny, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you on the show again. And this time it was live. So that was pretty, pretty awesome. And thanks so much for, for all the great information you share and, and, and that you continue to share as well. And folks, highly recommend all of you follow Danny uh, on LinkedIn, follow him on YouTube. He's always putting out great content and make sure you check out his course. Great information in helping all of us, uh, you know, again, be more cyber secure and cyber aware. So Danny, thank you so much again for your time. Pleasure, uh, Dean. Happy birthday. Hope you have a fantastic day <laughs> and uh, see everybody later. Everyone have a fantastic week ahead. Well, I guess end of week. <laughs> take care, Dean. This is great. Yeah, take care, Danny. Bye, everyone.